What's going on, good people? It's Mr. Shaw. We return for another episode for the podcast. And for this particular episode, we're going to cover sports news segment on the NFL and the UFC 274. I'm going to cover those results. I didn't get to watch that one, mostly because I had to work. So, just for the UFC, like, for the... uh, NFL games, I kind of got, I had them recorded, so I was able to watch them, like, later on. Um, so that's also why the episode's coming out late. Also, because I ain't been at 100%, you know, I had a little bit of a strep throat problem for, like, a couple days, so I decided I had to just sit back for a minute just to, you know, recover, get myself back. At the bar, but we're doing pretty good today. So that if you hear me like kind of like <clears throat> like coughing and all that, so I'm, I'm I'm pretty good. So don't don't worry about it. We'll be all right. But let's go ahead and get it started now. For the NFL, we had the divisional round happen this past weekend, and these were some really. <sighs> if you are a defensive fan for football, you're kind of disappointed. Except if you're the, um, I would say Tennessee Titans. They were the only defense that kind of did show up this weekend. Um, I guess you could say in the, uh, 49ers versus Packer game, they showed up too. The offenses did not show up. But mostly if you're talking about the Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, their defenses didn't show up. Bugs' defense didn't show up in the first half, came back second half, and Rams and vice versa. And Bengals just have just to skate, to skate through. That's how I look at it a little bit. That's just me being honest. Um, the only team that really did show, have a defense show up but was let down was the Tennessee Titans. Now, but let's go ahead and get it started. So we're going to go by the winners first of the divisional round. We got Bengals winning first. Then we got 49ers upsetting the Packers. And then we got the Rams holding on to win against the Buccaneers. You got the Chiefs in a, in a you know, one one drive, touchdown drive against the Bills. And so those are the winners who will be going into their respective conference championship um, this weekend. So let's go a little bit over the results. I didn't really watch the Bengals-Titans uh, game like that because I didn't really care for that game, who came out of that game or not. But I did say it, say it before. I said it last week when the Bengals faced it off against the Raiders. What happened? Derek Carr trying to make it the Derek Carr show. What I mean by that is when a quarterback tries to do too much to try to stand out, and they end up costing their team, you know, points. Ryan Tannehill, first first drive, throws a pass, intercepted. Come on, bro. You, you, you just blew that for your team. Derek Henry gets you your first points. And now this is on Mike Vrabel on this one. Why are you going for two points when... You just got a touchdown. And this is what I always talk about. When I say some coaches don't want to play disciplined football, when they don't want to get the simple points. You don't want to kick the extra point. You don't want to kick a field goal. You always want to go for two. 
going for it on fourth and down when it's just like, oh, you know, we can get it. Like, this is what I say. If Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry of old, he might have punched that in. But this is Derrick Henry coming off a three-month, three-month, like, a sit-down, laying down of after having a broken foot. This ain't Derrick Henry who was, you know, running people over and stiff-arming people 10, 15 yards down the field. This is Derrick Henry who's been set, who sat out for, like, for, like, a good quarter of the year. And so he was not going to have that same production. Now, your other running back, Devontae Foreman, he, he showed up so combined. They had like 100 yards or so. But the person holding back the Titans was Ryan Tannehill. Because the thing is, you got Derrick Henry running down the field. Then you get Devontae Foreman running down the field. Basically put them in good range to get some points. Guess what Ryan Tannehill does? Play action fake. Throws it for another pick. Why do they shoot themselves in the foot? Because you got a, you know, an incomplete quarterback. And I get why people are kind of hyping up Ryan Tannehill. Because let's not forget, two years ago he took the Tennessee Titans, probably the furthest they've been in a very long time. They went to the conference championship. You know they ended up losing against against the Chiefs. They <clears throat> they went far, but you also have to remember that was all the backs of Derrick Henry. And that, you know, that defensive, defensive team, which was had a really good scheme. But these past two years, they have not done well. Each time they made it to the playoffs, they've been put out, put out each round. So after that, that stellar 2020 season, they have not done nothing. That's just me being honest about it. They haven't been able to do nothing. So... I don't know exactly what's going to happen for those guys, but they 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 need to figure something out. Like you had all that talent on your wide receiver core and your running back core to basically just get put out by the Bengals. Now, reason why I say that is because the Bengals did not protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was getting t- tore up. My man Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, hit hit about thirteen times, and they just made it just scramble and kind of like run around. It's like by the guy, he he was getting hit from the left, the right, the back, the front. Defense did their part. That's why I said the defense for them kept them in check. But it's like after so much, you know, keep having to go on the field. Eventually, the defense is going to crash. And basically, this was like a very low-scoring game. And so, the Bengals ended up edging edging out, you know, the Titans. And so, now they're going to their first divisional championship game since 1988. <laughs> it's funny. It's like they finally made it to the playoffs. They finally get that first playoff win in over 30-something years. Now they're going to another place they ain't been to for like 30-something years. We'll see what they can do. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll keep right on their hot streak. Or will the hot streak finally be put out? Let's, we'll find out in a minute. But let's go ahead to the next game that happened later that night. 49ers versus Packers. Where people had favored 
the Packers may finally get over their 49 or something because Aaron Rodgers against the Packers in the postseason is 0-3. Here's the thing about the Packers. They got all of that talent on offense. And nobody basically shows up except the starting running back and the starting, the number one receiver on that team. Nobody. Nobody was catching the ball. Oh, 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 don't get it twisted now. The 49ers offense was basically nowhere to be found because Jimmy Garoppolo, who I still say should not be the starting quarterback, they should just go with Trey Lance because Trey Lance has younger legs. Get him used to... Getting used to like get going, doing with that offensive team. Because the only reason why the 49ers got saved, saved so far, is because they got George Kittle at tight end and they got Debo Sandy, who they used as a as a scat back. They use him as a running back, and they use him as a as a wide receiver on jet sweeps as well. And does those players are the main reason why they were saved in this game. But George Kittle's a non-factor in this game. So is Debo Samuels. The 49ers got basically, you know, 10 points off of a off of turnovers. They only got a touchdown because of a block punting. A block punting. Now here's what I gotta say about the Packers. Packers special teams. Uh, the Chisel Don has said it himself as well. I'm going to say it. The Packers need to fire their special teams coach. That special teams coach was straight up ass. You let people run up down the field on you. You letting them. You let people block your field goals. You letting them block your punts. You don't got all the necessary personnel out there on the field. It's like, my guy, this made no sense. This made no sense. Absolutely no sense. These guys cannot get off the field. And as I would say, they need to fire him because that guy has shot them in the foot. The defensive coach, he did what he could he did what he could do. But it's just like, what could he do? Because your guys are tired because they have to keep going out on the field because the offense can't get down the field. Which after after this loss, the the Packers are kind of screwed. They're not going to have the money to in the capital to keep these guys. So like in my my honest opinion, what are these guys going to do once the free agency comes, the offseason comes? They're not going to be able to pay Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to be able to pay Devontae Adams and all these other people. Some of these people are going to end up going to other teams. Scary thing about the free agency, man. So, that's what it is for our first two games. Now, let's go to our third game. We got Rams versus Buccaneers. <sighs> this game should not have been as close as it was. I'm going to be real. The Rams almost shot themselves in both their foot and in the back of their kneecaps in this game. You were up 27 to three and a half. Basically, right before the half ends. It should have possibly have been 30-3 and three or maybe 34-3. and three. 
Instead, you got Cam Akers fumbling the ball. Okay, no problem. He fumbled. It happens. First half was probably the best half the Rams had in a while. But the Rams almost did the same thing they did with the Cardinals. Was it the Cardinals? I think it was the Cardinals. You're beating a team. You let the team almost come back and beat you. Odom Beckham getting himself a good touchdown. Making plays. Cooper Cup making plays. Cam Akers and Sonny Michelle cutting up the defenses. Defenses getting getting sacks on Brady with Von Miller drawing a personal foul. Oh, it's supposed to be like conduct on Tom Brady. And Aaron Donald showing you why he's a three-time defensive player of the year. Everybody getting their hands on Tom Brady. Holding these guys down the field. Was no playoff letter for net. Mike Evans was captain checked by Jalen Ramsey. That all changed after the second half. Because for some odd reason, the Bucks figured out how to play football again. You got Leonard Fournette running up and down the field. You got Mike Evans burning Jalen Ramsey for a touchdown. But a lot of these touchdowns came because the offense started making bonehead decisions. Cooper Cup couldn't, couldn't hold on to the ball. It's what I always say. If you know you're about to take a hit, and you know you can't escape. Hold on to it and just go down. I say this all the time. I tell people this all the time. I say because as a defensive player, your main thing is to rip the ball out of their hands and keep the keep the opposing offense off the field. So how would I do that? If I know a receiver or a running back is running too high and I know for a fact that I can jar that ball out of their hand, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to knock it out of their hand. That's exactly what happened to Cooper Cup. Turnover. Wait to points. You get the Rams moving down the field. Eh, gets, gets, you know, gets down the field. Probably get some points. Then you get Von Miller getting a strip sack on Tom Brady. Inside the 25. Inside the 25, ladies and gentlemen. The center makes a bonehead decision when Matthew Stafford's not looking and heights the ball. Fumble on the play. Buccaneers recover on the 40-45 yard line. Turns into a touchdown for points. What the fuck are the Rams doing? It's like they really forgot to play football. Because they about to just let this man Tom Brady do to them like he did in the damn Super Bowl three years ago. Where they forgot how to play disciplined football and was about to blow this game because of because they got too arrogant. And I know they got arrogant. They started playing too lax, thinking, oh man, we're beating them just how beating them like they're not gonna come back. <laughs> Ask the Atlanta Falcons about blowing the 23. 28-3 lead. They know all about that one. <laughs> Trust me, they do. And you's about to be just like them. Then you got Cam Akers. Three minutes left in the game. Fumbling the damn ball again. 
my mans, you need to learn to hold on to the damn ball. Like this, this is a big problem with like these hard running running backs as well. They want to run so hard, just like Najee Harris in the wild card game. Instead of just taking the yards that's given to you, you try to get extra yards, and then somebody punches the ball out your hand. Take what you can get. If you know you can't get it, go down. Just take the yards. Just go out of bounds. Don't try to sit here and try to fight for 10, 15 extra yards because the 10, 15 extra yards ain't going to mean nothing if, if somebody just knocks the ball out your hand. It means nothing. It means nothing. Now you got it to where basically the Bucks tied the game. Now, now it's like, you know, the Bucks are out of timeouts, so, you know, they use all their timeouts to get down the field. So the Rams either have a do-or-die shot, get down the field to get a touchdown or get a field goal, or phase going get overtime where Tom Brady may end this game and, and knock them out of the playoff race. Because understand this. The, the Rams cashed all in. I'm talking about Texan Hold'em. They put all the chips in. They're going all in. They lost this game. They would have did this for nothing. So they have a shot. They got a shot to go down the field. Cooper Cup cuts up the defense. And then you got them doing it again. Now, another play. Two big splash plays. I don't know what happened with the defense on the Buccaneers at this point. But I think it's just because these guys are depleted because the offense kept going out there and scoring real fast. So, I'm going to put it to you like that. That's what happened to these guys. William Gay, who just missed the field goal earlier, couldn't kick a 50-yarder. Now makes one. Now makes one. It ends the game. Now, this was a close game, but like I said earlier, this is one of them games it should not have been close. It's one of them games that should have been done from first start to finish. Where the Rams should have been putting up points, like the turnover on Tom Brady should have ended their points. The Cam Makers fumble, the first one should have ended their points. If I'm keeping honest, this game should have been so much different. Yeah, the Bucs probably would have got a touchdown here or two. But this this should have been completely one-sided instead of it just being like the game of Tug of War where it's like the team almost makes the whole comeback. <clears throat> That's just me being honest about it. This This should not have happened. But I don't I don't know. The Rams Rams needed to do a better adjustment than what they had had did against the Buccaneers. Because if they play like that against the 49ers, the 49ers are gonna take that shot and go to the Super Bowl again. And they're another team, like I just said, they just cashed it all in. They're not gonna be able to play or suffer the a, a loss like this this year because they gave up all that draft capital and a lot of 
you know, cap salary to get all these players. So they're, they're saying that time and place for them to lose. So they need to come up with a better scheme than what they had against the Buccaneers. They need to do something better when they face the 49ers next week. Now, let's go get get what people say game of the week. Probably one of the best young new rivalries happening with whew, with Josh Allen in the field and Patrick Holmes against the Chiefs. Now this game was just a was just a a shootout from the beginning. You got one team scoring, going down the field scoring, and the other team answering back. <clears throat> Eventually, the Chiefs took the lead. But the Bills still put up a good bit of fight. The last two minutes of this game made no sense. But this is a good example of what I'll say is when coaches say play 60 minutes of football. The Chiefs play 60 minutes of football and then some. Because they gave up a touchdown. Answer back with a Tariq Hill touchdown, which I'm not, I still, just like a lot of other people, not understand why that taunting penny was a call to Tariq Hill. But I digress. Maybe he'll get fined later. I don't know. But those last two minutes was crazy. Gabriel Davis. You had a game, my friend, with four touchdowns, the most in a postseason game. My man's got a touchdown. Put them in the lead just for the Chiefs to answer back with another touchdown, just for him to answer with another touchdown. 13 seconds is left on the clock. 13 seconds left on the clock. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go all the way down the field with Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill. To set up a Harrison Busker field goal to send them in overtime. Harrison Busker came in clutch on this kid. Just like Robbie Gould for the 49ers. Just like Mike, Mike McPherson for the Bengals. Just like Willie Gay against for the Rams as well. Came in clutch. Now, I'm going to put it to you like this. When overtime happened, I said to somebody before, whoever gets that ball is going to score a touchdown. This game's over with. Bills, Josh Allen was trying to get the ball. Ends up being the opposite. Chiefs get the ball. And the Chiefs is already hot because they just marched down the field already. The defense is tired for the Bills. The Bills got the... Got the field walked down on them. They got the field walked down on them and then ends up having Travis Kelsey score a touchdown. Game over in overtime. The only thing I feel bad for in overtime for the NFL is that whoever scores a touchdown is the person who ends up winning. Now, a lot of people would say, they say that the NFL should kind of adapt the, the college thing where 
both teams should have a chance at a possession. I get why they don't want to do it. It's because it keeps the game a little bit shorter. Because... Because then you could also say, well, that could have been uh, the saving grace for the Chiefs against the Patriots that year. Could have been a saving grace for the Falcons that year. Because it's like those teams never had the option of of going down the field. So as I would say, it is it is something that a lot of um, a lot of teams are looking at to see maybe that that'll be beneficial to them later on down the road in case their team is the ones that their playoff feed hinges on the fact that somebody wins the game. But we'll have to wait and see. So now we got 49ers versus Rams. Bengals versus Chiefs. We got to... I don't know what's going to happen for a lot of these games, but here's what I say. I I got the Rams and Chiefs beating their respective opponent. But however, that's only going to happen on one thing. Rams do not need to have the game that they had last week. That's number one. Chiefs need to play disciplined football because they got all that talent on offense but their defensive defensive uh players more or less <clears throat> uh, oh sorry more or less need to do better the the back seven need to do better they need to do a whole lot better. Because you, you're going to face off against Jamar Chase again. Because remember, they faced off in week 17. Ended up losing due to bonehead plays. They need to play disciplined football. Or they're going to lose. However, if Jamar Chase is held in check. T. Higgins is kept out of, out of the way. And they keep Joe Mixon contained, they'll win. Joe Burrow does not need to make stupid bonehead decisions when throwing the ball. But he rarely does anyway. If I wanted a few quarterbacks, I'd say he'll throw it away. Um, 49ers, I don't know. The blessed players I already said is Debo Samuel and George Kittle. It's not freaking... Nobody else on that on that team is really all that. Maybe Emmanuel Sanders, as well. But everybody else from the running back to <clears throat> the quarterback is not all that good on that offensive side. Defensive side, yeah, you got lucky against that weak Packers special teams, but. If that, uh, the the Rams special teams is not, you know, they're not the Packers. So we'll see about that. So that's all I got to say about, you know, the, the playoff picture for the NFL. So let's go into the other NFL news. Okay, so 
as of recently, especially after today, you know, we've had Sean Payton step down as the Saints head coach after, you know, being there for 15 years. Some people speculate it's because of the the salary cap. Others are speculating that he might go to the Cowboys because you, if you know, Jerry Jones is not happy with Mac McCarthy. And the Saints coach is cool with Jerry Jones. And he could be a very good addition to, you know, that Cowboys to get them to that promised land, which is the Super Bowl. Others could say it's just that, you know, he just kind of fell out of love with it. Because that happens all the time, you know, where you're just not happy with what's going on, where you're just... You know, like, he felt like his team was good, but I think he just, you know, he just not, he's just not feeling no more. Especially, I think he was like, just like, uh, you know, other other teams where he was hoping to take Drew Brees to another Super Bowl championship. And, you know, he couldn't do it. So, we don't know. But all we can say is that, you know, best of luck to, you know, Sean Payton. <clears throat> also, nobody knows if Tom Brady's retiring or not. Is he going to come back for another year? Or is he going to retire after, you know, the season's over with? I think he's over. If he retires, he's going to retire after the season's over with. Because that would give him a lot, of, a lot of time to sit here and think. But... Unfortunately, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, as of today, this happened a little while ago before I was going to record this episode, has announced his retirement after 18 years. So, I, I don't know what to say, guys. It's going to be different for the Steelers. Yes, you got a lot of young quarterbacks with Josh Dobbs, Mason Rudolph. And Dwayne Haskins, but are these guys ready to step into that role? And the obvious answer for me is no, they're not. They're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. So hopefully, what it's looking like, hopefully the Steelers try to see if they can pick up um, a veteran quarterback. Um, everyone's saying Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would be a good fit. Maybe, maybe Russell Wilson, if he can get picked up. Is because Aaron Rodgers is good when he's just throwing airmail passes down, down, a, down the field. But <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's maybe he's looking at Pittsburgh. But I would take him as like a hard second or third. Um, who, who's another quarterback that's available? Who's my second quarterback? Second would only be like maybe. Like something out the draft, um, but he can all not. Matter of fact, I put him second because he 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 still got them trick plays up his sleeve. A young wide receiver core, and and could get the, and I think if Devontae Adams leaves, he he'll probably leave with him. So we don't know about that, but we'll find out. But you also got the Bears hiring um the Colts defensive coordinator as. 
as their next head coach. After they fired Mike Nagy, Matt Nagy, um, the Broncos have finalized the Packers' offensive coordinator as their new head coach. After you know they've been fired, I think it was Vic Vangio, um, the other week. So that's two head coaching jobs that just got um that got picked up. So, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Now, that's basically it for this segment of, you know, NFL sports news. Now, let's go to the UFC 274. Um, Like I said, I did not watch this. So, I'm just going to pull it up and read you the results of, you know, who won and how they won. And we'll go from that. So, heavyweight title match, the, the main thing. Oh, it's 270, not 274. Boy, I butchered that. <clears throat> you got Francis Neganua. He won via a unanimous decision against Cyril Gaines. Um, you got... Davidson Figueroa, he won the flyweight title um, by unanimous decision against Brandon Monroe. Welterweight title match, unanimous decision. Michael Pereira versus Andre Filejo. Um, Bonson, wait, title match. Winner by submission. Said Norah Gutman. I'm not going to say that man name. I'm not going to say that man game. Bump that. Cody Stanman. He, he, he's a loser. Happened at first round. Um, Walter Wade. Title match. Winner by KO TKO. First round. Michael Morales. Versus Tevin. Gisman. Um. Another boxing weight title match. Winner. None. I guess this fight may have gotten canceled. Or something happened in this fight. I don't know what happened in this fight. Uh, or the fight may have just not happened. Uh, Victor Henry versus Renault Barcelos. Um, Walter Wade, another title match. No results. Uh, Jack. The Menezes and Pete Rodriguez. Um, the only last couple ones we get is uh is a bantamweight title match. Tony Gravy. He wins. Sorry, somebody sent me a a message. So I had to check it out what they're saying. Mm, nothing. So that's something I can look at in a little bit. Little bit, uh, um, lightweight title match winner KO TKO Matt Frilla, and then you got women straw weight. What the hell is that? Um, <laughs> Vanessa Demo Demo Pelosa, she won flyweight title match, women's division, winner by unanimous decision, Jasmine. I'm not saying her last name. Jasmine 
Jazz. That's what that's what her name gonna be. And the rest of the fights were basically canceled. So Um Yeah, that I guess that's what happened. I guess the rest of the fight just got canceled. I don't I don't know what happened there. Ooh. Sorry, I'm just I'm looking at other information, but I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But we'll see. So that's the results of what happened. Now, the Cheryl Gaines and Francis Nagato match. Um People had Cyril beating um, Francis by like, a certain certain way because they said Francis does not wrestle. He does not have a really good ground game. I did get to catch some of it. I did not watch all of it. I basically want to say when I catch some of it, I caught the highlights. Um, and Francis just looked kind of gassed. He did look kind of gassed when he was fighting against this man. So, as I was saying, Stamina played a good... Good thing for this, because it's like, you know, they had some really good exchanges that it said second, maybe second round. But his takedowns, I think, really shocked people, because it really, I think it really, like, caught maybe the other guy off guard. And he was able to fight out, of, like, a lot of submissions or potentially, like, dangerous spots to keep himself um, out of harm's way. So, very good on Francis Nagata. Now, a lot of the other people, I didn't look at them, because it's like, I, I'm not about to watch all these people. But... With all this being said, I don't know about the UFC like because I'm not a really big UFC fan like that anymore. So I don't really stay on top of it. So it's like they got all these different like weight classes and like and the thing is, I don't like all these different like champions. That's always just been me. It's like I, I, that's why I was like, kind of confused because like freak there's so many different champions for the same thing with boxing. You got like three different heavyweight champions. Three different like light weight champions or like under certain weight champions. Like I'm like, bruh, it don't need to be that many champions. It need to just be like one or two, and that's it. It should not be three. It's, it's there's too many people holding the championship right now. That that's just me being honest. I don't I don't like the fact that there's like multiple champions because it's just like I understand you're trying to put like you know boost your ratings and get the revenue going there, but it's too many people. Cause like when I'm looking at this, it's like, bro, ain't no way that there should be all these damn champions. Some of these people don't need to be champion. That's just me. But with all that being said, you know, that's it for today's uh, sports news segment. Be sure to check me out next week when the after the conclusion of of the the, the what. Boy, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. Sorry, like I said, I'm still kind of recovering from like from being sick a little bit. So, gotta bear with me. Um, at the the conclusion of the 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 division, not the division, conference championship round concludes. I may do it Sunday night. Strong might. I may do it Monday morning. 
more than likely. So Monday morning may be where I really do it. So just you'll have to wait and see what I decide to do that day. But yeah, more than likely, starting next week, I probably should be starting to drop more episodes a little bit more. Because <clears throat> uh, I'm more likely, more or less will be in the the new residency um, at that point in time. Like I said, I would have been here more or less more, but a lot of things were not still set up yet. There's something I'm still waiting for, but it's more, more or less I can now be here without any um, interruptions. I had a lot of services that were that took a while to get done. Um, so now, now with all that, I can now actually do what I need to do, and, and I should be fine. So, with all that being said, y'all know what to do. Like and share the content, rating five stars wherever you view it. Because that really does help me get into that algorithm. I know I haven't said it in a while because it's like, I just be like, I don't like saying it half the time no more. But it does help out. When you rate, rate somebody five stars, it helps put them, inch them up a little bit. So like when their name, you type in certain things for their name, they're more likely going to show up and other people will be able to view us as, as well. Oh, man. Oh. This flavor thing. Oh man, but also be sure to follow me. So that way you know when I do drop us. Because you know, I usually go on my stunts, but I don't post for a few days. I did say I was going to try to post every other day, but that, that does get kind of hard. Especially when, you know, doing what I do every day. For like job-wise. It, it, it is kind of hard to do, to drop episodes every other day. It's difficult. But... I'll be sure to catch y'all next time when I do drop an episode. Peace. Ron play that beat.